Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Darvin, shot up with needles and splinters, opens the door. As you do so, there's a sound as it would have been shooting you, but it doesn't. (laughs) You've already been shot. Opening up the door, you see a rather large hallway. It's about 15 feet wide, and it's a good 60 feet long. On the far side of the hallway, up and in the corners, like a pair of security cameras, are two more of those anti-magic eyes. Looking up from where you are immediately inside the door, you see two more up in these corners as well. Between the four of them, they can easily cover this entire hallway. The walls are lined with etchings of soldiers. And on the far end of the room are four more guards. Two on a knee, two standing up, all four of them pointing crossbows in your direction. And if you're one of them, simply call out, say, Halt, turn around, or we shoot. You're the wordsmith. Darvin's in front. You're talking to me. You're talking to me. I mean, you all can come in if you want. I'm just saying, Darvin's the one who sees all this first. Unless Darvin's just going to close the door and be like, nope. Tempting, but no. (laughs) Okay. What do you do, Darvin? You are the first one in. Do you keep going in? or? Yeah, I just keep going in, and I look kind of toward Arnis for... If anyone needs to respond. Um, I'll just kind of like shout back at them. I think you've seen enough today to know that we're not going to stop. All right. Well, they're each going to fire then. So I've got a crossbow bolt for Darvin, for Arnis, for Cyril, definitely. And Finnegan, if he wants to have already made his way into the hallway. Nope. You said you were at the backpack, right? Yep. The backpack, mm-hmm. back, 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 back. All right. That just means it will be for... Mm. Is Squeak still up in the front? Well, I think Squeak would be back with me. Okay. What happens if you point anti-magic at another anti-magic eye? Oh, nothing. I don't know. Like you a, haven't tried like it yet. Neg- it's not like a double yeah, negative. We'll figure it out. We're going to try it right now. If, if it's something you want to try, you can try. I'm just saying. Okay. First things first is four crossbow bolts are coming out. Darvin, Arnis, Cyril, and... Since I'm going to use them again, they're going to get a name this time. And Thorp, the plant creature with the net and the trident. Hmm. Respectable. Respectable. Um, Darvin. Yes. 26 hit. Holy shit. It does. By a lot. Okay. Finnegan, does a 24 hit Cyril? Yes. Aranus, does a 22 hit? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And Thorpe, they got off lucky. That person rolled a two. They duck down real quick, and that crossbow bolt hits the wall behind them. Meanwhile, everybody else. Darvin, you're going to take 11 piercing damage, unless you would like to use a reaction to catch this. Ooh. Actually, yes. I would like to use my reaction to catch this, but I forgot how that works. It's been a while. 
you check that out. I'm going to give the damage to our other friends here real quick. Okay. Arnis, you would also take 11. Okay. And Cyril, only going to take six. Thank you. Oh, nice. Got off lucky. Just, just for sanity's sake, Finnegan, is Sunbeak still outside? Yes. Okay. Having a hawk indoors did seem weird. Just wanted to make sure. You could bring them in, but they would be very restricted. Anywho, Darvin. You said 11, right? 11 indeed. Okay, so I'm going to use my reaction. Mm-hmm. Roll a 1d10 plus dex plus level. If reduced to zero is the throwback. But 1d10 plus dex plus level for damage I'm reducing. Right. I'm pretty sure you can't fail. Sounds that way, huh? You're going to catch it. <laughs> okay, I rolled a 7 plus 12 is already more damage. So I think we're, sorry, plus dex is already more damage. So I think I didn't fail. I think your level alone would have made this auto succeed. <laughs> yes. <Right? laughs> I didn't really need to roll, I don't think. No. Okay, you instantly catch, wait, you instantly catch it. Do you want to throw it back at them? Hells yeah, I do. All right, use that key point. Throw. Key point used. Forget how the attack part works. Uh, same as any other attack that you do. You get your normal bonuses. It counts as a monk weapon. Oh, yep. that's cool. Shitty roll. It's a 12. Mm. Yeah, that is not going to hit. They duck behind their crossbow and the bolt clanks off the front. It's not particularly armored or providing them shielding, but that was just like, it was close, but no cigar. Can I yell out, uh, that was a warning. Think twice about shooting me. I won't miss next time. Hell yeah, you can. Roll some intimidation, yeah. Darvin. Oh, With that's advantage. Not gonna, that's not going to work. I don't have the stats for that. <laughs> but, I don't care. Well, with advantage, maybe. E13. <laughs> <laughs> they just call back. Duly noted. <laughs> Without sounding afraid. <laughs> Jerks. They should fear me. Use your fear thing, then. <laughs> Anyways, let's roll some initiative. Yup. Let us. Arnis. 23. Ooh, fancy. Darvin. 17. Nice. Finnegan. 12. Which means Cyril is 12 plus. Your athlete friends. Hey, they also rolled a 12. And then your various other allies. Sam, Carolina, Felicity, whoever. And eight. And the guards. Ooh. Look who also rolled a 23, which I think is great. We will just count that first barrage as their first round. Darvin. Yes. There's 60 feet separating you from these four crossbow-wielding guards. What would you like to do? What did Darvin roll? Oh, sorry. Well, the- sorry. Sorry. I was reading that backwards. RNS. <laughs> I was just, I was like, if he goes first, that's fine. But like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. He what didn't. I, I'm, I put you right next to each other and my brain f- swapped your uh, initials. Ah. Sorry. RNS, you are 60 feet away from these four crossbow guards. As a reminder, there are anti magic eyes up in each corner of this hallway. What would you like mm-hmm. to do? Okay. So that was going to be my first question was like, am I, am I inside this anti-magic field being just uh, in the hallway? I think as soon oh. as you stepped in, you could feel your magic being suppressed down. Okay. Well, then it's a good thing I have a crossbow. I would like to shoot it at one of them. All right. Pull out your crossbow and shoot somebody. You do have divine magic that you could use to probably power through the suppression of magic. You are a god after all. Just reminding you of that. I would allow you to try. Of course. Divine magic is special. I'm going to let you try to take one of them out. One of the little eyes. I, when the first thing I want to know on my turn is how high up they are. Oh. I'm, I mean, I don't think you need to wait for your turn about 15 feet up. Okay. High enough that people can't, you know, go around touching them. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to shoot a crossbow at this guy, and then I'm going to use the round to start thinking of a plan. All right, shoot. I got a 14. A 14 doesn't quite hit. I am sorry. Nope. The bolt hits the ground before reaching the guards and just skitters along. Uh, Anything else, Arnis? Nope. Okay. Now, this time, Darvin, what would you like to do? 
said they're like 60 feet off, right? Yep. Which is just out of my reach. Ah. And I don't think I want to try using anything fancy on these guys. Okay. Can't you use a key point to dash to get all the way out there? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. let's do that. Good call. You can dash as a bonus action with a key point. It is true. And you start running down the hall at them, yes? Yes. Darvin, make a dexterity saving throw. That's what I was afraid of. Uh As you get about 10 feet in, you hear a chunk under your foot, and then something is shooting you. Ooh, I rolled a natural 20. My bonus is 10. (laughs) A 30 on the dex save. Uh You're just going too fast for this first barrage. After the first 10 feet, there's the chunk, and then there's some sounds as arrows fire out from the sides, totally missing you. And then as you hit about 25 feet, make another deck save as you're tripping another trap. Going full Indiana Jones here. This one's a 26. (sighs) Again, just too fast for these traps. You step on it, you hear a chunk, and you're already on to your next like three steps before you see a giant column from the ground and from the ceiling just shung, slam together right where you were before it retracts up into the ceiling and the ground respectively. And then just before you make it to them, make one final deck save. Okay, this one's at 28. Darwin, so fast. So, so fast. So fast, in fact, you step on the stone tile again, you hear the chunk, and you're taking such fast, long strides that you just immediately jump over this section of the floor that drops away. Nice. Looking down, you just see this long, dark tunnel going down somewhere. I'm Someone else's you, problem. Sorry. You, sorry. Darvin, you did not trip all of the traps in this hallway because you are going so fast, but you sure tripped a lot of them. They can be re-triggered. Of course, this room's a little bit more well-protected, but you managed to get through three of them real quick and in a hurry. And now you're standing in front of four people with crossbows. What do you want to do? You have an action left. I want to attack the one who didn't take me seriously enough. Okay. She's, <laughs> she was there on a knee and you got there real fast and she's trying to like scooch back and you can attack. First attack, leg sword. Like a 24. Like a good hit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, shitty damage though. Um, that's eight damage. Okay. It's not great. I rolled a one and a two on the damage dice. Mm. Second leg. That's right, you have extra attack. I do. That's right, go for it. I have two extra attacks and a punch. Well, you already used your bonus action. Oh, that's right. Do I still get the extra attack? I do, right? Yeah, that's just part of an attack. Right. Hang on, this requires a little more math. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we know I'm great at. That's going to be a 19. That hits as well. Nice. 17 damage. Ooh. Oh. So much better. Sounds a little better. Kick slash across her shoulder. She immediately drops the crossbow to the ground and moves to get up. She's not feeling very safe right now. But it's not her turn. Darwin, unless you have any pithy words or remarks, <laughs> we're on to the next. No, that's good enough. Okay. It's the athlete's turn. They were all gung-ho to go charge down this hallway, and then they saw all the traps. And they want to take it a little bit more slowly, a little bit more carefully. They are nowhere near as fast as Darwin on the whole. But they will start making their way through. With the exception of Squeak, of course, as long as Finnegan wants him handy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they'll be able to make it about halfway through, provided they don't get shot down by traps. So first, they were trying to follow Darwin's footsteps, but unfortunately, Darwin's footsteps weren't the only triggers. And 10 feet into the room, they immediately trigger those arrows and darts again, and just thup, 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 They take some damage. They're hurt. They move forward a little bit more. They're not going to run all the way through. They're going to stop before they get to that spot where the pillars came and tried to crush Darvin. 
and then the few people who do have ranged weapons are going to try to take a shot. Slings, javelin, another crossbow. Hey, they're going to be successful though, which is good. Which is good. Let's see. Uh, they're going to target one of the other guards because they don't want to accidentally hit Darvin. They hit one of the standing guards and she cries out in pain as she's reloading her crossbow. The rest of your allies are a little bit more wary, but Sam and Carolina are certainly not going to let uh, a few traps stand in their way. I think with the safety of being indoors and fairly confident that you all are going to prevent people from talking, let's just say. Uh, Sam and Carolina are finally going to take on their Tamani forms. So there's a couple of poof, poof, which makes them a lot more skilled. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start making their way down as well. They're also going to avoid the first trap. They are going to try to move ahead of the athletes, see if they can avoid that second trap. Hell yeah! They managed to avoid tripping that trap entirely. But they are not quite up to you yet, Darvin. Finnegan. Yes, so I want to take a look at the room and see if it appears, if like beams of these eyes overlap in a way where like an eye would be inside another eye's beam, if that makes sense. Um, Currently, they are not set up that way. The cone of effect extends for about 50 feet. This hallway is about 60 feet long. So they are not hitting each other. They are angled in such a way that... They are encompassing the room, however. If there's a blind spot, it would be like standing in the doorway itself. Got it. Um, but okay. once you enter into wanted, this room, yeah. yeah. Cool. I just wanted to make sure that like that I couldn't observe if what I'm about to try is already being done and it was useless. Because what I'd like to do is turn on Squeak's orb and tell him to point it at the orb nearest us in the doorway like pick a corner the right okay. corner the right hand corner right right yeah. there up inside okay you turn it on he's gonna <clears throat> turn angle it upwards and it's hitting that eye these eyes don't have a visible area of effect but but i will say that yes hitting one eye with the anti-magic eye does disable it. These are magic devices that cancel out magic. Got it. And you've basically created a tiny little corner of the room there now where magic can be cast. If you just duck underneath where Squeak is pointing the eye up. Okay, and I have a question about how anti-magic works, and you may not be able to answer it. It may be something I have to experience. But if I cast, like, fireball into an anti-magic field, would the fireball dissolve out of existence when it passes into that field? Um, you can roll Arcana to see if that's something you would have learned. Thank you. I am pretty well studied. Uh, that will be a 23. Yeah, you, you're well studied enough to know that it's not just the source of the magic, but the magic traveling through the field will be fizzled out. That's what I figured. Okay. So did the activating and commanding of Squeak take my action? Do I still have an action? What do I have at this point? Um, we'll say it's a bonus action to activate the eye. Okay. Then I have a light crossbow. It's probably regularly just strapped to my pack and has gathered dust. Mm -hmm. But I want to draw it and I want to shoot a crossbow bolt at the eye on the other side of the entrance. So not the one Squeak's pointing at, but the other one. Mm -hmm. In the near corner? Yes. Okay. Okay, go for it. Of course, I rolled a two, so that's an eight. Ooh. Shooting stone with a crossbow bolt. No. It's an easy target, but it's still a hard target. Mm -hmm. And the crossbow bolt just clangs off of it. Okay, then I'm going to look to Cyril, and I'm going to tell her, burrow down. I don't care how long it takes you. Take your time, stay safe, get to Darvin's side, and help him. Okay, okay, okay. You maintain telepathic communication with Cyril, despite not being in line of sight, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, I can check the distance, but it shouldn't. I, I want to say it's as long as you're on the same plane. On the of same plane. I believe, yeah. But I'll double so, check yeah. it when it's not my turn. I'm not too worried. And I am going to use my move to put my back to the wall next to the door outside the room, so I am not exposed to crossbow bolts. Okay, you're hiding. Gotcha. Yeah, you have cover. And 
from there, I'll then yell out to everyone who can hear me, ignore the soldiers, take out the eyes so Arnis and I can help. Okay, okay. I can get us all down that hall safe with no problem really mm-hmm. easily. If I I'm can aware. use my fucking magic. <laughs> if not for anti-magic. Arg. Arg. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Finnegan ducks behind the wall there, protecting himself from the crossbow bolts. Which brings us back to the top of the round. It's the guard's turn. First, Darvin, you've made a new friend. She has dropped her crossbow bolt. So what she's going to do is reach behind her. She's going to grab a blade from either side behind her back. And she swings them both forward and attempts to scissor slice you. One coming in from each side. I'm going to guess a 13 does not hit. Nope. But a 24? Yep. All right. You're going to take a bit of damage here. Because, although, yes, she is standing in an anti-magic field, some things don't need magic to work. Things like swords and things like poison. The poison which lines her blade. So, you're going to take 11 piercing damage plus 9 poison damage. A total of 20. Okay. Got it? Whenever you say a bit of damage, it's always a lot of damage. (laughs) But I got it. Okay. All right. The other three are going to continue to fire crossbow bolts down the hall. Cyril's no longer a visible target, so not firing at Cyril. Arnus, though, you're getting shot. Arnus, remember, if your armor is magical, it would be affected by this space. I don't think it's going to matter because that was a 27 to hit, Arnus. Holy shit. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was a very high roll on the die. Oh, someone's taking max damage. Uh, 11 piercing. Again. Mm-hmm. Just needling you, almost literally. One of them sees what Sweek is up to with that other anti-magic eye and is going to shoot him, specifically. Is gonna hit him. Ah, uh, he gets shot right in the thigh. Just thunk. He almost drops a knee, but big burly guy. He can take a crossbow bolt. And then the final one is... final one's going to shoot at Sam. Sam's approaching. They don't like that. Motherfuckers. I blame my dice tonight. They crit on Sam. Fuck, man. Sam takes a crossbow bolt right in the meaty part of his pecs. Digs in deep underneath the fur. And he doesn't doesn't take him down. Obviously, Sam's a little bit too strong for that, but that still hurt. After all that, Arnis, what would you like to do? Well, I'd like to cast some fucking magic at these assholes, but you can try your godly powers. Go full god mode on them. Uh, Yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to. Real quick, Arnis, can I ask you first, how many divine charges do you have left? I have six. Okay. Proceed. Okay. I want to try to... (laughs) I want to try to Eldritch Blast these Mm. fools. And I would like to use one of my divine charges to try to power through the anti-magic field. Okay. Essentially. (laughs) So the divine magic would just be to sustain the spell through the field. Right. Not any additional effects. I mean, unless you'll let me, like, up the number of beams in addition to sustaining it, but that seems like a lot. Well, I think with one charge, you can cast the spell as normal. Ask and then hear no. Like, you could say, I want to cast Fireball and see what he says. Sorry, Scott. Like, that's not a spell I know. But you're a god. (laughs) Yeah, but that's not in the rules. (laughs) The rules don't say, like, oh, you can try to cast any spell you want and just, like, divine charge it and whatever. (laughs) Like, you have to know the spell and then you can, like, modify it. I haven't seen your rules, so I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) Doesn't say, like, just pick and point. Anyway, if that's, (laughs) if learning spells outside of your scope is something you want to do in the future, we can talk about it. But for right now, if you spend one divine charge, you can cast through the fields. If you want to spend more, maybe you can add more beams to this, or maybe okay. you could up the damage. But with one, you're just getting through. Okay, yeah. We'll do one. Okay. You spend a divine charge, and you cast Eldritch Blast, and three beams of magic emerge from you. 
And when they hit the anti-magic field, they alter. Like the color shifts, but it doesn't fade, and it just turns into the more purple light that we're used to seeing from Aranus, and it powers through. Go ahead and make your attack rolls. Okay, the low one is a dirty 20. Mm, and they're all going to hit. Darwin's been attacking one fairly regularly. The second one has already been hit by a crossbow. The other two are untouched. Um, go after the two that have already been injured, and then the third one is will make it DM's choice. Doesn't matter to me. Okay. What about using the third one to try to attack one of the orbs and see what that does? Oh, that's not a terrible idea if you'll let me do that. Sure, they're within range. You can target them. Sure. All right, go for it. Roll the damage dice. Uh, oh, right. Oh, right, there's more to do. Do you want me to roll three D10? Yeah, they each get their own separate damage die. Cruddy damage. Okay, so one of the guards takes two, one of them takes four, and the orby thing takes two. Okay. Crappy damage roll. All right, you hit all three. The two guards act as if they just got punched. As for the anti-magic eye, when your Eldritch Blast hits it, there's a small little of like debris gets chunked off of it. Not enough to disable it, but damaged it, yes. The four guards look a little shocked and surprised to see magic come through the anti-magic field that this hall was specifically designed to suppress. So, yeah, that's troublesome for them. One of them just shouts out, something's not right. Anything else, Arnis? Can I respond to them? Of course. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I don't have anything else I want to do, like, specifically. Like, if there's not a bonus action or anything I, I want to take. But, uh... <laughs> shout something's not right, I so. <laughs> I'll just say, you decided to pick a fight with a god, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Darvin. You're in the midst of all of these guards. What would you like to do? I want to keep attacking my friend here. All right. <laughs> I don't know if she would call you her friend, but go ahead. Well, you know. First attack is at 24. That hits. Better damage this time. 14. Ooh, very nice. Um, that hurt quite a bit. Nice. Second attack. That's not as good. That's a... Oh, that's better than I thought. That's an 18. Okay, that still hits. thought it was a 6, but it was a 9. I'm glad that it was a 9. Me too. 13 damage? Do you want to kill this guard? Ooh. Yeah, I guess so. Alright. You, you cut her down, you slice her leg sort of across her, and she collapses. You still have your bonus action. So if you want oh, to yeah. I could... flurry, there's three more guards here. Okay, let's find a nearest guard. Okay. And let's see, do I want to spend a key point so I can get two punches in? Actually, no, I'm getting low on key points and I might need those. Just so I'm just going to do a single punch. All right, single punch. 15. Mm, not enough. That time I really did roll a six. That's it. She turns. And your fist just scrapes along the back of her armor. Some studded leather armor. It's a warning shot. <laughs> a warning punch. As if the person you just killed wasn't a warning. <laughs> Very nice. Ah, after Darwin, it's the athlete's turn. They're going to continue making their way forward, trying to be a little cautious. See if they can avoid tripping that trap. A few of them make it through, but then... Boom, the stone pillar from the ground and the ceiling quickly comes together, slams, and slams together, crushing one of your athletes in between it. Uh, one of the javelin throwers. A lithe guy, but a little flatter now. And he's kind of crushed in between, and as it poof, retreats back into the ground and the ceiling, he's just on the ground, clutching his sides. He can't really move on. The other two are going to try to attack. What are they attacking? Oh, that's right. You want them to attack the eyes. Um, they're, they're attacking the eyes then. One of them hurls a javelin. The other takes a sling. <laughs> Slings a rock at it. Those are both going to hit. 
further chipping away at that upper right-hand side eye on the far side of the room. And it's kind of, if you could see the feel of effect, it's flickering now. It's losing its cohesion. Sam and Carolina are going to try to finish crossing the room. They step forward. They hear the chunk under their foot. The floor again drops way, but just in front of them, they stop. And then they both leap over that gap as the floor resets. And they're going to try to tackle a couple of those guards. Carolina will be successful. Sam, crossbow bolt in his shoulder, will not. Carolina effectively has one of them pinned claws in their shoulder. Sam is just standing there in front of the other one. Finnegan. How long is it going to take Cyril to get to the fight? Um, Their move is 20. It'll be more time. Okay. Then um, Here's what you hear from Cyril. As they go under the ground, they say, there's another room down here. It's not just solid ground underneath you. They fell into another room. Now they have to cross it and figure out, shit, where where am I going? They fell into another room. Yeah. So they burrowed a hole into the floor, right? Since it's not dirty, there would just be, then I'm going down the hole. I'm following Cyril. Okay. I'm useless up here. That's fine. You can jump down that hole if you want. It's a little rough. They're not a tunneler in the sense that like they're not boring a tunnel that other creatures are yeah. meant to follow, but since this is only like a few feet thick, as they go through, yeah, you look and you see like, well, shit, that didn't just like fill back in with dirt and stuff. I could jump down there. By all means, you jump down there. It's a dark room. It's unlit, but Cyril's in there. You can cool. hear them say like, I, oh, wait, does Cyril have dark vision? Um, give me one second. I don't think so. Okay. But you can hear yeah. Cyril's voice. They smell you come down here though yeah so when i get down there and i notice that it's dark i light a torch okay done you're in a much danker version of the room above you this is not a typical room of the contract house this is more like a i don't want to say service tunnel but it was a space that was made during the construction of the contract house itself like there are ways into it, but it's just a place nobody goes. You know, it's like a It's like the crawl space under your house. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a crawl space under your house. It, if there was another house underneath that crawl space. Got it. So it's it's a little bit shorter than the other room. It's maybe only like six, seven feet tall. Once you're in here, it's fairly long. It extends past the end of the hallway as you saw up there. At one point there, there's just this big drop off probably right underneath where those trap doors open. And that extends down into darkness. You see where that giant stone pillar is that rises up to crush people. And as you approach where that drop-off is, give me a perception check. Or give me a nature check. Whichever you prefer. I'm going to take the nature check. Yeah. 22. As you approach this drop-off, there's an updraft of warm air, but not like I'm outside on a sunny day warm, like warmth from a creature warm. And there's just this gentle hum to the warmth. Okay. Is there, obviously I want to continue making my way as far as I can on my move. Um, if I still have an action, I'd like to see if there's a way I can sabotage the pillar from where I'm at. Um, sure, sure. Go for it. What do you want me to roll? How do you want to sabotage it? Do you want to disable it? Do you want to destroy it? Um, I don't think I could physically destroy it, so I would be trying to disable it. Hmm. I, mean, I think this would be a sleight of hand thing. This is like a veil specialty mm-hmm. thing that you're down here trying to do with Finnegan. Yeah. Okay. So you're just looking for the right mechanism that like triggers it to shoot up and just disabling that piece of it. And if you make a successful sleight of hand check, you can do so. That's a 13. It's unfortunately not successful enough. You also didn't manage to trip it, causing it to rise up again and potentially crush that guy who's still right there. So that's good. But now it's just a little bit more complex. Yep. So then I would use my turn beyond that action to get as far down this version of the hallway as I can. Mm-hmm. 
And I so know what it's like. On, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I noticed it was like 60 feet, so you can't quite make your way to that drop-off to look down it, but you can still feel that warmth and hear that gentle hum. Yeah, I'm not going to deal with that right now. (laughs) Uh, So Cyril should be, uh, we didn't play out Cyril's turn last time, but would have moved their full double move, Mm -hmm. so they'd be 40-ish feet down. Yeah, they could get down to that that drop-off if they wanted to. Yeah, I'm going to have them go get to the drop off and take a look down there and see what they can see. I mean, you, you already said they don't have dark vision. So all they have oh, yeah. is the, so the torch light anything, yeah. and they'll let you know, like, I, I can't see the bottom. Got it. Okay. It's smell. Uh, and then- ooh, ooh, they have good smelling, don't they? Mm-hmm. Roll a perception for Cyril. That's going to be in a, uh, wisdom is perception, right? Yeah. It's going to be a 10. All they get is that it smells familiar. Okay. Then they're going to spend the rest of their turn getting as far down that corridor as they can. Unless they're jumping over that gap, that's as far as they go. How big is the gap? About five feet. It's just enough to drop a person down. So yeah, they're going to jump the gap. Okay. Yeah, they can jump over it. So are they like at the end of the hall at this point then? If they've used the full 40 feet, because that Um, I'm assuming is then move and action to move. Because unless looking down the thing was an action. No, it wasn't. As soon as they crossed over that little gap where that drop-off is, they were effectively mm-hmm. underneath where Darwin and those guards are. But this kind of service null space area extends farther down. So they could keep going, but at that point they would be going underneath other rooms, other areas. Got it. Okay. So now I have to figure out a way to help get her up there. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. well, technically if the space is six feet, and she goes vertical, she could claw at the ceiling. Um, oh, but she's hey. not going to be able to. Well, I just did the math. And if we're basing her off of a female Bengal tiger, then she's about 10 feet tall on her back legs. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. Um, yeah, it's terrifying, right? <laughs> um, next time, we could probably get her up through that floor if you wanted to. Cool. All right. That's both That's of my it. turns then. All right, then. It's the guard's turn. Darwin has already cut one of them down. The other one who's already been wounded a little bit, who is not currently engaged with Carolina or Sam, is going to pull out her swords as well and try to slash at Darwin. Darwin, slash, slash. Well, one of those was a crit fail. Nice. The other one, it's a nice dirty 20. (sighs) That one will hit. All right. Time to take a little bit more piercing and a little bit more poison. So you take eight piercing and 11 poison. How are you feeling? Not so good. Taking 49 damage. I'm about a little under half health. It doesn't matter. We can't heal in here. I know. But he asked. Okay. One of them is going to try to get Carolina off of her because that's no fun to have a Cat Tamani pounced on top of you. Uh, she's going to fail, so she will stay pinned. The other one is going to slash at Sam. Sam's going to take a lot of damage here. It's Ooh. no fun. To... Oof. That's, that's not good. That's 25 plus 22. That's, that's 47 damage. Sam just what took the fuck? those two attacks. No, she she wrecked Sam. Sam is not down, but he cannot take another one of those. If he get, if he gets hit like that again, he's he's out, and he feels that poison like coursing through him. You see blood matting his fur, and he's like, "Ooh, Darwin, you've got a front row show to this, and it does not look good for him." Oh, yeah, cool. Aranus, it is your turn. Yeah. So you've got the corner there where you... You're using your Divine Charge anyways. Um, You can cast through the magic, and then the far right-hand side magic eye is kind of flickering. But you've got people attacking your friends as well. I need a judgment from the the group here. If I'm going to attack something, do I go after the people? Do I go after the eyes? I would say eyes. I would agree, because, you know... I'm down here in this hole because it's the only place I'm useful at all right now. 
And I'm going after people because it's the only way I'm useful, but the eyes are bad. Okay. The other option would be to see if you can't figure out how the eyes are attached in the corner and get them detached in some way so that they're rolling around the fight and not just like pointed well, correctly. They're like mm-hmm. 15 feet up. So I, I think while it would be possible for the ones on this side, the ones on the far side, like that, that's not possible at the moment. You would have to make your way yeah. to them. And between those two on the far side, they're still covering 50 feet of this hallway. Okay. Well, let's see if we can take them out. Okay. I want to use another of my divine charges to get my Eldritch Blast through. I want to send one at the eye that's already been hit and then two at the other one. Okay. At the far end of the hallway. Gotcha. One to the right, two to the left. Roll your attacks. Because again, you might crit. Or you could just roll ones and fail. The low roll is a 12 on the die. Okay. You'll hit these stones. Roll your damages. Well, two of those are better than last time. Okay, so for the one that's already been hit, I rolled a four. Okay. And then for the other one, 16 total. Mm. Both of them crack right along the iris and deactivate. Okay. With Squeak pointing up at the upper right-hand corner, you now have a path along the right-hand side of the room that you could follow and not be affected. Well, holy shit. Nice. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The guards see this, and they're just like, oh, shit. Anything else you'd like to do, Arnis? Yeah. That was a cantrip. Healing word is a bonus action. I would like to give Sam some health, if I can. Yeah, I think you can. If you move Uh, over to the right-hand side of the room, where you know the magic field's not currently present. Yes, yes, yes. It's not going to be much, but... What's the range on that? uh, 60 feet. Okay, you're good, you're good. Okay, I'm going to cast it at first level, so it's not much health, but it's a start. Eh, Not bad, though. It's eight. Okay. It's something. Could mean the difference. We'll find out. It's, you know. Okay. Darvin, you've just seen these eyes up here crack. The guards look worried. I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. Okay. So attacking the same guard. Mm Mm-hmm. She's ready for you. First attack is a... 18. That'll hit. 10 damage. Mm-hmm. Second attack. Ooh, that's is more than an 18. Mm, that'll more than hit, then. <laughs> I dropped a die, so I gotta re-roll it. Hang on. Oh. 10 damage. Okay, okay. You get a couple of good slashes in. She's wounded. She's not going down yet. You've got your bonus action. You could get one or even two punches in. One punch, saving those key points, because I feel like I'm going to need them. All right. Let's go. Ooh, I crit. <sighs> All right. Roll that damage, buddy. Mm. Darvin's a wrecking crew today. Oof. Not really. That's a total of nine damage. Oh. <laughs> you punch her right in the chest, and she catches herself, catches her breath, and is like, oh. Like, almost like a heart attack. Eyes go wide and resolves yourself. Very, very frightening moment there on death's door. So your athlete allies who are with you, a few of them are going to try to finish crossing the room, even though, you know, the anti-magic defenses are going down and you're making good headway over there, as are your Tamani allies. Some of these athletes are just much more effective up close. They try to finish crossing the room. They get to that last trap. Can they avoid it and avoid dropping down this drop-off? Well, there's a three on the die. Two of your more athletic allies prove to be less athletic than they had hoped. As they get nearer to you, Darvin, you hear the chunk. You hear the ground trap floor give way as it opens up and the two of them fall. If you want, Darvin, you could use a reaction to try to catch somebody. Yeah. It's a, it'll be a, an athletics check. Okay. But I'll let you try since you're right there. Yeah. Okay. I rolled a 19. Ooh. Very nice. Um, who would you like to catch? You have the javelin ally and the sling ally. Um, 
I did not give them names, and now I feel very terrible. <laughs> I'm going to catch Javelini. Okay. You catch Javier. He's very <laughs> grateful. <laughs> Thank you, Darwin. Meanwhile, Sloan falls. <gasps> hey, Finnegan. Mm-hmm. You and Cyril are right there as these doors open up. Mm-hmm. And you hear a, ah! and your ally Sloan starts falling down through the hole. Would either of you like to attempt to catch them? Uh, oh, I would probably regret this, but Finnegan's going to try. Cyril's kind of focused on trying to prepare to climb up the wall, I think. Mm-hmm. And right. is not much, you know, is the creature going to be the one that's going to react? So out of okay. pure training and goodness, I'm going to try and help. All right. Sloan's fallen. You instinctively reach out a hand. Roll athletics. athletics, right? Oh, yeah. Dear. Well, I have a minus one to the roll, and I rolled a five, so that's a four. Zoinks. You reach out. You get your hand, like, right at waist level to grab onto the pants, but you're just not strong enough to keep them from falling. And I guess the question is, do you let them go, or do you go down with them? And I think a deck save is how we resolve that. Okay. It's low. It just how graceful is this? A deck save? Yeah. It's 10. You get slammed down onto the ground prone. Your chest hits right there at the edge of this drop-off. But you aren't going to fall down. They will. You end up just with Sloane's belt in your hand. That's tragic. That's good. And they fall. You hear them land down there, and they call out, Ow! Not sure where I am. It's dark, though. It's hot. Finnegan, would you like to respond in any way? You don't have an action here, but you can speak, of course. Yeah, I'll say... Hey, stay calm. We'll come down for you when we can. And as soon as I can, I'll drop you down a torch. All right. Carolina is going to try to take out the guard that she has pinned. Mm. Not great, but she does all right. Sam is going to lunge at the one who just attacked him. He's going to try to put a claw on her chest and his jaws around her shoulder. Did Sam just roll a 19 and a 20? Yes, he did. On the dice, so he is going to do some damage here. He does not take kindly to being sliced and diced. Now she's in just as bad a condition as he is. Back to the top of the round, the remaining guards. Darvin, you've nearly killed this one. She's going to try to stick it out. She knows she's not in a good position. Uh, and she knows that running is not an option. So she's going to try to cut you again. That's a two on one die. That's not going to hit. Nope. But Darvin, the other one was a natural 20. Damn it. So that is going to be 8d6. Oh dear. All right. Not as bad as it could have been. Most of those were three and below, but you're still taking 29 damage total. Yikes. Most of that was poison. Yikes. Oof. She grins. Says, see, I'm tough too. Meanwhile, one of the guards is going to attack Carolina, try to return the favor from all the scratch. Oh no, she's going to try to get out from underneath Carolina. She does not like being pinned by the cat. Uh, She's going to succeed. Uh, So she's able to push Carolina off of her and take a couple of steps back, back against the wall, right next to the door. She's not making her way to the door. She's not trying to leave. She's just getting a little bit of space. And the other one is going to attack Sam again. I'm critting too many times tonight. You shit. I don't... I don't want to hurt Sam. But the dice say I have to hurt Sam. She... She lunges forward and jams her sword 
deep into Sam's side and he goes down. As he goes down, she pulls her sword out. She says, it was way too much just for one of them. <sighs> Aranis, what would you like to do? First thing I want to do, since she has said that, can I hear her say that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. First thing I want to do is say, you always have a chance to switch sides. Is that an offer or? Uh, you know, that's me saying, like, if you don't want to fight, you can join us and help us. I see. I'm, I'm not doing anything attacky okay. this round. So what I want to do, um, I know that, uh, okay, how many people do we have with us in this hallway? There's you, Darwin, Carolina, Sam, Squeak, Javier, the guy who was crushed by the pillar. He's still alive. He's just not in a great spot. Technically, you've got the kids with you, too, and Felicity. This is not exactly their forte, though. They're hoping that you're going to clear the path for them. Uh, okay. They have not been putting themselves in danger. Okay. So I've got Sam who is down. I've got Crushed Guy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just trying to figure out if it is useful for me to cast a giant healing spell. Like, are there enough people that need big amounts of healing at this point? I'm pretty injured. I'm down to 37. I would say between Sam, Darwin, and Carolina, they enough warrant the big healing spell. Okay. Yeah, people are wounded. Definitely. Okay, I can choose up to six people. So um, let's take uh, Darwin, Sam, Carolina, Crush Dude, me, and... Squeak. Was taking some damage too. Oh and yeah, squeak got shot. Still holding the orb. Sure, let's squeak. squeak. Right. Um. Okay. Um. And oh, that is twenty-one HP hmm. for everybody. Nice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's twenty-one more than Sam had a moment ago. Yes. Which was zero. His eyes shoot open, but he's still on the ground, of course. Anything else, Arnis? No, that's, that's it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Darvin, this gal who just really stabbed you good, is still standing. And then there's two, there's two more guards over here. Okay. Work is cut out for me. Attack the one who stabbed me good. I don't like that. Roll the 18. All right. Would you like to kill her, Darvin? Yeah, I think that's what's going on. Okay. I mean, she only had two hit points left, so any hit was going to do it. Um, where do you want to hit her? Like, how's, how are you taking her out? Um, I don't like feel great about this, so I'm not doing anything overly showy. I'm probably just like slashing across the you know chest-ish area. Okay. Or lower abdomen, maybe. Okay. With an arcing kick, you slash her across the front, and it is deep enough, and... It causes enough loss that she collapses down. You've got another attack, and you've got a whole bonus action. Yes, and there's another guard very close, right? There are two more guards, yes. You could easily jump over and help Sam or Carolina if you want. Yes, I want to help Sam with his guard. Mm-hmm, because she was particularly nasty. And that makes me mad, yes. I used my first sword, so I still have a sword and a punch, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. First sword... Say 17. That hits. Nice. For 12 damage. Alrighty. Still up. And last one punch. 25. Oh yeah, that hits. That's 11 damage. Okay. Again, real close. Like a punch to the ribs and she's... Ugh, a punch to the ribs and she is grasping at her side holding her swords up, trying to keep some distance between the two of you. You're just, you're just a little too agile, a little too quick, getting in. She'll stay standing. Is that all, Darwin? Yep, that is it. Okay. Your allies. There's Javier, who you caught. He's going to take one of his javelins and just try to jam it into this guard that you're attacking. Oh, he's going to hit. He hits her in the side and just continues that motion until she's pinned down on the ground. He pulls it out. That's 
three of the guards down. One remaining. Squeak continues holding anti-magic. I, Sloan, way down there, way, way down there. Finnegan, mm-hmm. you and Cyril can hear Sloan call out in distress. I think something's down here. I, uh, I, I can't tell what. Um, little, little help, please. Is it my turn? No, not yet. Sam and Carolina still need to do their thing. Carolina is going to try to take out her guard. She absolutely will. A couple of quick slashes. Whoosh, whoosh, that guard is taken out. And then, yes, Finnegan, it is your turn. You have Sloane calling up from this darkness, asking for help, sounding scared. Okay. So I cross the gap. Okay. A little hop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Put my torch on the ground and I pull out the 50 feet of rope I have on me. Mm-hmm. And I tie it to like around Cyril's tail. Like we've done this trick before when having to move things because we know she's stronger than I am. And I don't like the idea of like the choke chain concept of Mm -hmm. of, of leash. So I tie it around like a good chunk of her tail. And then I tie the other end of it to the torch. Oh, okay. I realized I do have dark vision. (laughs) And I lower the torch down the hole. Okay. Is it long enough? I'm going to say yes, because Sloan survived this fall. Okay. And then I'm going to tell Cyril to hold. And as soon as we feel him on the rope, to try and pull him up. And that's our turn. We're going to okay the action of helping him up. As there are no more enemies in this hallway right now, if Arnis and Darwin are cool with it, I want to play out what happens here with Sloan. Oh, dear. (laughs) Sounds good. So, Finnegan, you lower down a nice burning torch down this gap, down this drop-off. Sloan sees it, uh, and they quickly shuffle over to it. They remove the torch from the rope, and they look around a little bit, like, oh, shit, something is here. And they immediately, like, go for the rope, and they grab at it. And then you hear... You hear this deep, bellowing growl sound come from down at the bottom of this drop-off. And you hear motion. You hear, like, rocks being pushed aside. You hear the clatter of stone. You hear claws scraping through. And you hear Sloane screaming out, Hurry, hurry, hurry. Get me, get me out of here. And there's a snapping sound as jaws clench shut and Cyril begins pulling and there's there's something else holding on to the other end of this rope as you look down into this drop off you can see Sloane holding on to the rope you can see their upper half holding on to the rope as grasped around their lower half it's just this massive set of jaws and you see this glittering snout and a dark sparkly eye colored very much like how Carmen looked whatever was empowering him it's that same darkness and glittering except this creature is much 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 larger than Carmen ever could be you look down and you just see this you see the massive jaws of a dragon clenched down on Sloane, pulling, pulling at Sloane like the line of a fishing reel. Cyril digs her claws in deep to the stone around you, scraping along, being dragged towards that drop-off as the line goes taut and Sloane cries out for aid. The hot breath of this dragon shoots upwards from this pit, blowing your hair back. And in the air, you see a little bit of that same glitter, that same sparkle. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash and pick out a level that's right for you. 
Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. <laughs>